Good morning. My name is Rick Lesser. I'm a local attorney, uh, as well as a political gadfly. Uh, I'm glad to be on the Lake Forest podcast this morning with Pete, Scoo, and Joe. Welcome to the Lake Forest podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and debates. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of Lake Forest High School basketball, football, lacrosse, chess team. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling, from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com, to learn more. Horse Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, and Lake Forest and Lake Bluff, John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parno get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grove, their cannabis cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest Mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of Stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest parks. Because every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for Patreon supporters. Reverend Lupac from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern in Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Walker, how you doing, Scoop? Good morning, Pete. Morning, gentlemen. Look at the gentleman that we have here. We got Joe Weiss back, political quasi expert, and Rick Quasi. Quasi. (laughs) Quasi. Quasi. And quasi. And and Rick Lesser, good buddy, good buddy, uh, good attorney, longtime resident in the area, attorney in the area. Rick Lesser, thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Good, good. Pete, thank you very much to you, uh, Scoo and Joe, for having me on the uh, podcast this morning. I'm glad to be here. Now, Rick, besides us having a couple beers over at Duffer's, uh, can you give us a little more of a background uh, without, without us spitting popcorn in each other's face? Sure, sure. I, I would I would be delighted. Uh, I'm uh, an attorney here in Lake Forest. I've been uh, attorney for 43 years now. Uh, it's an amazingly long time. The um, uh, We do uh, write wills and trusts, and we help people administer them when the time comes, uh, and also do a lot of litigation that arises out of these things. Uh, I've been a 
you know, active in local politics, uh, both on the Lake Bluff Village Board. I served on the Village Board there from 2003 to 2011. Uh, and I was also the Republican candidate for the Illinois House of Representatives in 2018. So I've done a, a variety of public service. I've also been president of the Rotary Club, president of the Chamber of Commerce, uh, president of the Lake County Bar Association. Uh, you know, if it's a huge job and doesn't pay anything, hey, I'm, I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will vouch for Rick's services. My wife especially will vouch, vouch for uh, your services. Yes. Rick's bailed me out many a time. Joe. Joe Weiss, for the new people that are just tuning in, you know, because everybody's paying attention until April 5th, you give a little background of yourself for the new, new watchers and listeners? Sure. So uh, new resident to Lake Forest, though I did uh, work here many years ago. Uh, I um, Like Rick, I was a village trustee in Morton Grove uh, for four years, 1999 to 2003. Before that, I was a member of the Niles Township High School District 219 Board of Education from 1991 to 1999. I'd like to say I served my 12-year sentence uh, as an elected official, so I appreciate everything that anyone that's ever run for local office or held local office has to go through. Um, I've also worked um, in public policy uh, for uh starting as an intern for Governor Jim Thompson uh, way back when I was in college, and then uh, uh, Governor Edgar, uh, Governor Rauner, as well as Comptrollers uh, Judy Bartopinka and Leslie Munger. So I've worked on quite a few campaigns and also, like I said, public policy administration as well. I'm also a great fan of Leslie Munger, by the way. She yeah, is, she lives not far from she, here. She's uh, an outstanding public servant. Yeah, I was yeah great. Office. It was really a shame that uh, she got caught up in that whole um, special election in 2016. I think if, if it had been just a standalone election without the presidential uh, race that year, she would have won. Every single newspaper endorsed her. Um, she lives, like I said, here in Lake County in uh, Lincolnshire. And I think um, many Friday nights you can find her and her husband, John, at the Deer Path Inn in the in the uh, bar down there. Yes, uh, I ran into them fairly recently there. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I, so, so uh, yeah, it was really a shame because she, she was a great uh, public servant that uh, just got caught up in things way beyond her control. And, you know, the death of, uh, of uh, Judy Bartopinka was just a, an enormous tragedy for the state um as well and you know unfortunately judy should have been governor but people like prue Bidler gave money to rod Lagojevich, so that's why what happened there but we'll talk more about that in the show here <laughs> well my number one rule is i never want to be the smartest guy in the room so that's why i have you three guys in because you know when you this is like critical times so we got a debate tonight the league of women voters a lot of stuff is going down people are sort of tuned in nobody's really going to do a lot of homework hopefully people don't rely on the fact that well the caucus candidate always wins uh this is going to be a tight deal uh the highest uh vote total that we've seen for mayors been what four thousand forty five hundred skew and the projections are uh it's going to get upwards of seven thousand so uh, if you are a Lake Forest resident and you uh, are just going to sit this one out, this is not the time to do it. Thoughts, gentlemen? Well, so far, there's, um, you know, looking at the records from the Lake County clerk, there's a, over 2,500 um, 
absentee ballot requests, I believe, last I checked. I don't have the number in front of me. Early voting has actually started at the um, courthouse in Waukegan, and there's a few Lake Forest residents that have uh, voted early. I believe the ballots now, if you requested by mail, are are starting to hit the um, uh, come to the residents' houses now from the clerk's office. And I'm sure some people have already returned them if they've gotten them. So, um, you know, I, I suspect, as I said last week, uh, that this is going to be a higher turnout than most uh, local elections because, the, again, the, the, the uh, mayoral race is pretty heated. And then you have the uh, Lake Forest High School referendum as well. And, you know, the whole vote by mail thing, um, as I said last week, it is easier to vote in Illinois than any other state. So um, I think the turnout will be higher than what people are used to uh, seeing in a municipal election. Rick, well, I'm sure people are going to vote uh, early. Uh, it's uh, gotten to be very easy to vote early. Uh, I've never been as much of a fan of the mail ballots, but um, uh, I like voting early. Frankly, it's so much, much more convenient. Rick, you've been early, around Like while. I said, the early voting has started at the courthouse, and I, I, I don't know the date offhand that it starts at the city hall but um yeah sorry rick you've been around since what 86 87 have you uh, seen anything i've been here have in late course since 87 yeah um the um uh, and i will tell you this is far and away the most um uh dramatic election that i've seen in this time uh the last time that there was a major rift in local politics was uh, it was a group uh, i forgot what um, but um, uh, I think it was called the Heritage Party, although I could be mistaken, uh, that ran uh, against the caucus candidates. Uh, this was in the early, uh, sometime in the 90s. Uh, this election now is, I think, the most uh, uh, divisive that I have seen in Lake Forest in the time I've been here. Scoo, the elder statesman of uh, Lake Forest. Uh... <laughs> When I've been here in 87, I'm still the new kid, you know. <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts, Skew? I mean, obviously you haven't, or maybe you have it. This is nothing like the school board election uh, crap that was going down. Is it? No. no, I mean, it's, it's like Rick said, there was a contested election back in the 90s, and it was, um, it was um, a full slate of candidates, not just one person deciding that she needs to be the mayor. So, I mean, it, there was issues going on that, um, you know, like I said, they had a full slate of candidates and I think only one uh, survived the vote and he was an alderman and did a, did a good job. But um, there are a lot more issues, I think, around that, which precipitated a full slate, which, you know, today it's, I mean, it's someone who feels that she needs to be uh, mayor, after getting denied three times by three different caucuses, then lying about, um, you know, going about the process, um, circumventing the process. I mean, it's just a whole myriad of stuff. So I don't really give much credence to her winning, but, you know, never know. I mean, people don't do their homework. So they they kind of vote on emotion and feel that she's the nicest person in the world and you know she just she wasn't selected I, I do think, that way she I wasn't selected that, uh, and she's uh you know crying and acting like a child 
and trying to get her way. I, I do think that Randy uh, Tack is winning the yard sign war. Uh, <laughs> I, everybody can debate so the yard sign war like important or not. Uh, I, 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 I believe that it's indicative of general support. Uh, so I think that the yard sign war is important, but uh, you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion about that. Uh, and and, and he's winning the war that he's not. Uh, I mean, she's taking the stance with her minions to be negative and all this other stuff. Randy's taking the high road and you know just doing what he needs to do. What's interesting is she's spinning, at least online, that she's she's running the positive campaign and Randy Tack is running the negative campaign, which is right. is not true. But she's the very fact that she's saying that means she's running a negative campaign. She's lying. She's trying, yeah, she's trying to have it. She's like, oh, I'm above the fray. Um, you know, and and nothing could be further from the truth by virtue of the fact, one, she's trying to make an issue out of uh, the whole railroad deal uh, and how Randy handled it. So that, whether you agree with her or Randy or not, um, that's, an, that's negative. Well, you know, let's, 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 that railroad issue is a no issue. Right. And to make an issue that Randy did not come out to walk the tracks like Prue did. <laughs> well, I, I, will, I will tell you, I, I will, I will dissent on this one. To do with it. And I, I, they know. took that stance because they had to take that stance. <laughs> what can you do? Well, I think, I think if Randy had the exact opposite view on the issue, Prue would take uh, that that point of view, the, the, the view that Randy had right now. I, well, I think Prue is, is fishing for issues. Well, let's take, a, you know, the opposite view. Let's uh, look at the uh, Westminster Project as an example. Mm-hmm. You got all those uh, neighbors, the few of them there, all supporting Prue. And Prue is, you know, God, I said her name. But um, she is echoing that she's going to be sound uh, development, the right way and all that. And all these guys are supporting her because, you know, they've been wronged by building a house and a condo on that site. Well, if anyone did their homework and looked back, when Prue was an alderman, she voted for the development. She voted for the sale and purchase of the land to the developer. So these guys are all, you know, one, she's hypocritical. She's a hypocrite because she's now, you know, all she's doing is taking people in who will, you know, support her. But these guys on the other side, you know, it's, I think they call it sleeping with the enemy. Prue was an enemy. And now because she's running against the city process, they're all now her favorite. So it's just a joke. I mean, she can't, she can't go, she keeps going different ways. And oh, by the way, um, she doesn't support small business in town, which is a crime. And that's evident by the numerous businesses that have been approached by her and her minions, you know, making threats or idle threats about, you know, taking signs down and, or we're going to boycott. Now, I don't know, I'm not saying boycotting that they said boycotting, but you get the gist. I mean, I don't know Randy going into any businesses saying, why do you have the proof signs up? Well, I, I haven't seen any proof signs up in any businesses either. Right. <laughs> uh, but if I can, I want to go back though to the railroad. Yeah, issue. get on the railroad, Rick. The uh, let's get on the railroad. Let's get let's get on the train. The uh, choo choo. 
Um, I think that the neighbors do have a legitimate point uh, in the armor area. I'm sorry, the um, uh, the western area uh, that the um, uh, deciding uh, would be a negative thing for the area. Uh, and I don't blame uh, people for not wanting to have a freight train or more freight traffic going by their houses. I, I don't think that's an unreasonable uh, concern. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that should control. Uh, the city is much larger than that, and the city is the city had a contrary interest in wanting to have a the Amtrak train um, going to Milwaukee stop in Lake Forest, which was also a reasonable thing, but was also uh, somewhat contrary, at least politically, to the goal of trying to stop the third rail uh, of um, uh, of freight traffic. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think that was a legitimate issue, and I think that it was uh, one where, um, it, it, you know, I don't blame Prue for getting out there and walking the tracks with the, the residents as, a, uh, as an alderman. Uh, I think aldermen should be out there listening to their constituents uh, right. and looking at the problems. Uh, so, I, you know, I, just because uh, uh, we, you, you may or may not like Prue on the caucus or other issues, doesn't mean that there is no point to the train issue. I think there was some points. But, but you know, and that's fair. And I think Randy, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but Randy, you know, along with the rest of the city, um, did oppose the um, the uh, the third rail. Right. But I think the, the, the bone of contention here is how you oppose it and what you can actually do. Prue sounds like she wants to do what the village of Glenview did, which is spend a lot of money on consultants and lobbyists and yard signs um, opposing no that. Which I agree did no good at all. Right. Uh, and, and, and Randy's like, hey, look, that's a waste of tax dollars. Let's, you know, we'll meet with Brad Schneider. We'll meet with Senator Durbin. We'll meet with Senator Duckworth, because if there's any regulation of this, it comes from the federal level. Not and it's not a city issue. Government. What's that? It's not a city issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and she's making it into, again, she's fishing for issues. She's If Randy says up, she'll say down. I mean, she's just basically looking for issues, which is very common when you are running against Randy's not the incumbent. Um, George Pandalian, who who has endorsed Randy, is the incumbent. But um, you know, when you're when you're running against the incumbent, particularly in a community like this, where people are pretty happy with the way things are here, um, and you know, so you got to find. She's trying to find. Oh, this issue over here, this issue over here, and even though she was on the same side of the issue at one time, she's trying to turn up into down. She's on the same side of every issue positively that went through the city. I mean, that's that was probably one of her downfalls in the interview process, which I wasn't in it. I don't know. But, you know, she was not a stronger candidate than Randy, period. And the 43 caucus members decided that. And that's, you know, but she feels that she is and she wasn't. She, and, and to even back up on it, three separate caucuses interviewed her for mayor and was declined she declined here's the other thing part of the interview process is you're asked if you don't move through the process will you run against the caucus and if it's a if yes i'm going to run against the caucus 
then you're disqualified. You don't even get moved on because that's conflict, right? She said, no, I'm not going to run. That's why they moved her through the process. So she lied. <laughs> I mean, that's you the know what? first thing. It's just, it's everything's against, like you said, you know, someone says blue, she says gray. Scoo, the people that aren't really paying attention that are going to go out and vote, it's, uh, Prue is sticking to this railroad thing. There is sentiment. Yeah, I don't want it, but I don't have control over it. Right. Mm -hmm. People have to understand right. that. Right. Uh, Randy didn't want it either, but he didn't want to spend our tax dollars to go fight it like Glenview. And, and you know what? As, and you know what? Whoever wins as mayor, guess what happens if that railroad issue comes up again? Unless you talk to the state reps that can push, you know, issues through uh, the assembly and all that, you, know, you have no say in it. Waste the time. Move on. Yeah, even, right? And even the even the state reps have very little control right. over the railroad. I mean, the railroads uh, they have a lot of built-in power, uh, and to the extent they're regulated, it's regulated by federal, uh, not by state. So, and, and 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 you know, I feel sorry. Well, I'm getting Brad Schneider to uh, take your phone call. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. She gave him money, so maybe the that'll residents help. Residents right? there, you know, that that have, you know, the residents that are are here in the trains and all that. But you know, last I checked, that railroad and and those freight trains were there before the houses were there. Were. And these people bought into this, knowing not just there was a third rail out there, but one train going through. And and there is a side rail a little ways down, I think, more towards. Um, round out but you know it, it's just you know unbelievable you you buy into something you know it's there and you know and, and, and having diverse. two metro having two metro stations on two different lines is actually a great selling point for mm -hmm. the community it's very convenient for anyone to to get downtown and and like you said last week scoo I think people would love to have uh, the train to Milwaukee if, uh, yes. you know, you because we had it. In, actually, Glenview has the right. Amtrak. You have to go to I mean, Glenview to it, pick up the train. We used it to go to Milwaukee Airport and get a cheap flight sometimes. So that's all I know, you know is all those little minions screaming and hollering. If the <laughs> if the uh, uh, Amtrak decides to put the stop in there, those people will all be the first ones on that train. Hooping and hollering that I don't have to drive to Milwaukee. I could just get off here. You know, yeah, guys, we have the, we have the debate the tonight. Of people. We have the debate tonight. I'm trying to go down the issues. Joe, you're a political guy. Rick, you're an attorney, so you're both uh, better speakers than Scoo and I. What do you think the they're gonna? You think Prue's gonna lead with the railroad like she is with her emails and stuff, or what, how do you think it's gonna go down? The number one rule is what did you say, Joe? Is don't step in the dog poop. Yeah, don't say anything stupid at a debate. <laughs> everyone, like I've said, everyone in that room tonight is. Oh, that was what to, I should have done. <laughs> everyone in that room tonight is going to be a supporter of one of the candidates. There's going to be zero undecided voters. Correct. In, in at the Gordon and, and Center it's not, tonight. It, you know, we say it's a debate. It's not really a debate. No, it's we, a candidate it's, forum. It's a very exciting. It's a forum. I mean, I mean this is you're not, not going like to get you're not going to get debate that's on twelve channels. I, I they did. have very softball questions that are going to be thrown in all of them. And I went through well, this, uh, for this process in 2018 uh, as the uh, Republican candidate for the state house, uh, and I, we had a, a League of Women Voters uh, forum at Deerfield High School, 
Uh, and I, of course, I look out at, uh, from the stage at uh, the League of Women Voters, uh, the people who are uh, running the show, uh, and they are they are all Democrats. <laughs> I know. Well, them. there's been a I lot know of, <laughs> you know, both, uh, it, it, you know, Prue is in that photograph with the League of Women Voters at the at the parade. Um, it also, if you go back, I've done a little since Susan Garrett has chosen to inject herself into this campaign. Um, into this "quote unquote" nonpartisan campaign, a, a Democrat former state legislator. I've looked, I've done done a little looking at some of uh, Susan's background and stuff. And guess what? Susan was part of before she ran for state legislature, the League of Women Voters. Yeah. So I mean, and that's look. The league is it, not it is what it is. Partisan. Again, I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. Um, big of a of a thing unless a candidate says something really dumb it'll be interesting to see how the two of them look side by side in terms of how they um um come across to uh people i i think um you know randy is not a politician by any stretch of the imagination i mean he's given i think 200 dollars He's, he's, What's that? He's nor are, are any other for the candidates. True. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, but I think, you know, it. it I, I think you're going to find that Randy has a better command of the issues um, because um, he did more as an alderman right. um, than than He led than more as an alderman. Yeah, yeah, he's led more. So, you know, I mean, we're not, like I said, I don't think there's going to be any, like, knockout punch by a, a candidate like you see in some debates. or Unless Susan Garrett's on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later. But uh, what I'm concerned, yeah, what I'm concerned about is it's not a live stream. They're going to record it and then right. put it out later. Does that mean they're going to edit it to somebody's right. favor? Good question. You know, the last time they did it, they had the whole thing out there. Um, the last contested election. Right. So who knows? Yeah, I, um, I, I think that uh, I don't know what editing is going to be able to be done that would really make any impact. These are this is a forum. Uh, they have questions. They ask each of the each of the participants responds to the question, right. uh, and they don't address each other directly no. uh, right. as you would like in a presidential debate or a true debate. Right. Uh, it is a uh, and it's designed to be informational. Um, I'm not really that worried about a, an editing issue. Uh, you know, uh, they're not going to make like Randy look dark and uh, prove <laughs> right or something like that. But you could. That's I not, mean, I, I'm not suggesting the league does this, but the potential exists. Like, let's say uh, Prue gives a really bad answer or Randy gives a really good answer that, you know, maybe that gets edited out. I don't think it will. But I don't I don't there, I don't, there, I don't expect thing, that. Though, the, the, Prue, um, going to have but, trouble answering questions within the time frame. That's her that's her when, general persona that it's just blah 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 blah. blah when blah. I ran when I when I ran and it was in those candidate forums or debates this was back back in the 90s we had four not just one newspaper reporter covering our meetings we had four local newspapers covering the District 219 school board meetings. And when they did these candidates forums, they got reporters from the different local papers to be the um, the uh, the panel, the, 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 the people asking the questions. And it, I think it ran much, you know, it, it clearly there was no agenda 
back when I was there by any of the reporters, um, they were asking very objective, uh, fair questions of that. I think, you know, you could have submitted a question online, though the, I looked at the website and it said it has to be a question for all the candidates. So I think some of the things that we have concerns about with Prue, whether it's her uh, campaign donations and uh, the inf partisan influence or the concerns that they may be raising about um, about Randy, um, I don't know if those will come up as questions because I think they're going to stick to general questions about issues. That, but, you know, if there's bias, there could be bias in that and they'll focus on Oh, I question. Well, the, the, the thing is, they're going to try to stick. They're going to try to stick to issues, but honestly, there's not many issues, right? <laughs> and Prue is going to struggle, and it'll be interesting. So, if you're there to watch how concise her answers are, which if they are concise, that means she's had a lot of coaching and practicing for this big this big forum because she cannot be concise. And I think that was one of what I heard. One of the problems of her interview was she kept rambling on and couldn't stop talking and, you know, didn't get to answer questions that were asked of her because she rambles. So we'll see. But um, not many issues to really kind of the railroad thing is not an issue. It's such a non-issue that they're making it an issue because there aren't any issues. Well, I would expect it will be one of the questions. Uh, oh, yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I do. I'm not sure no, what other issues, uh, you know, there's the that issue, the Westminster uh, building issue. Done. Uh, expect, <laughs> but it's already, right, it's already, both of these are her, issues. Her you could get done. a question about, develop. you see a theme in her campaign about development mm -hmm. and, and having, you know, um, some cautions in development. And I'm sure yeah, Rick, you mean? as a trustee, we dealt with every, every, yes. every municipal government deals with development issues. Yeah, but she's so. talking about proper development, but yet again, she supported all the development that's been right. happening. So are you saying, Prue, that what you approved and approved all the time as alderman, you're now against? I mean, well, it's, I, I will say it's always vague. a legitimate topic for local government because it is the one thing that local government does is land right. use. Right. Uh, you know, you, you police protection, you got fire, you got garbage pickup, but those are all uh, ministerial jobs. You know, they're, they're things that uh, you want to have uh, and you need to supervise, but there's not a lot of policy involved. Uh, right. Whereas land use, uh, the local boards do have a lot of control. Uh, and that's a legitimate topic for mayor of Lake Forest. The, the lo you're right, Rick, but the local boards have that. And, you know, it, by the time it gets to the council for vote, you know, it yeah, is whatever it is, it is. But again, she has no final say unless you know, it's your, tied. ZBA, your, uh, your zoning board of appeals um, right. uh, has already made a recommendation. Uh, and when you're on the uh, city council or the mayor, you really don't want to have to override the local boards. But who who appoints the zoning board of appeals? Uh, caucus. The caucus. Well, the, the, I should say the caucus nominates them. Right. Uh, the mayor, uh, I think, appoints them and uh, with the um, approval of the city council. Right. So the mayor has a say in it. Oh yes. Maybe not the final say, but the mayor has a say. No, in no, no, no. The the mayor doesn't have a say in no. You know, stuff being passed. If the ZBA passes something that has to go up to the council for a vote. The only time she has, and I'm not even saying she, because that means the mayor has a say, is if that decision is a tie between the aldermen. 
Right. But remember this, and we've talked about this before, there's there is a official role of the mayor and then there's an unofficial role. Yes. The I mayor agree. is the leader of the community. Mm -hmm. All right. And if whoever wins this election is going to be the leader of the community. And right. when they say something about any issue, it could be nothing to do with the city. They could come out for some state or federal issue. Right. It has some weight as the leader of Lake Forest. Now, like okay. I said, the, the, the trustees might go or the city council might go a, a totally opposite direction, but the very fact that the elected leader of a community is for or against something carries a lot of weight. So that's why I think it's important to look, to find out where she stands on as many issues as possible. And Joe, because you might see one day Lake Forest Mayor Drew Beidler coming out for this or for that. Or, and those are types of things that people, if they'd known before the election, would have said, yeah, I don't want they, that person being my mayor. They also, but, but again, passed, they also that, have to do the agenda. Bear in mind, there's one of the most powerful roles in any form of government is setting the agenda. And the mayor sets the agenda. Right. Uh, you, you you can you know no matter what how much sympathy there may be on a topic, if it's never on the agenda, it never comes to the light. Right. Uh, the agenda is very important, and the mayor controls that. Yes, yeah, with the city agenda, manager. Speaking of agenda, gents, uh, things that make you say, "Huh." I don't know about you, but uh, like the night before, or the hour right before the show records, because everybody knows when it records. Uh, the phone blows up with texts and emails and, uh, hey, do you know this? You know that? A couple funky things. Uh, number one, uh, Susan Garrett, way to apologize to all the people that you have threatened that are small businesses. Good for you. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? No. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard it from uh, someone that um, works at one of the – so, so I guess, uh, Rick, you're the attorney. We allegedly heard this. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> she went around. She I, I well, you witnessed it, Pete. Right here. Well, <laughs> you witnessed it at Gerhardt's. I didn't I didn't witness the apology. I witnessed. Uh, oh, but you witnessed the, uh, the assault. Uh, the, the insult. So I guess she got some bad press. Uh, I guess there's this podcast out there that people heard and. Uh, that's a blowback. Well, like I said, you know, uh, for a sitting, for a, a, a former member, you know, there's always these games with signs. Rick, you you've been around, and yes, you know, every right there's always signs that show up missing, and 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 all this stuff, and you know, this and I I place less importance on signs than you do, but um, that said, you know, there's nothing more petty than either taking someone's sign or threatening someone over a sign and that but that happens in campaigns by random supporters but for a former state legislator to be uh threatening to organize boycotts and in fact one of her one of i call all the people online that that whenever you jump on pete and say something they 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 can't answer the questions but they they jump on you or me or or school even they jumped on the other day but um i call them the prue bots um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Prubots get, get all, all wound up over it, but there's just no, you know, here, here, you're supposed to, the mayor is supposed to promote businesses in the community and support small business. 
And here you are having not just some random supporter, but a former state legislator who you're touting as endorsing you. I mean, it's out in the open. She posted an endorsement from her. I got um, a silly letter, the Honorable Susan Garrett. Yeah. Like to... <laughs> yeah, Rod Blagojevich was the Honorable, too, but that's we won't get into that. But Well, she apologized. Um, Does that make it right? Is everything okay now? She apologized uh, because, let's, let's, you, because she got busted on it. Yeah, let, let's let's say, first off, it's not petty. Um, I know I know what you're saying, Joe, but it's it's not petty in a small town for someone to go into businesses and do that. It's hard enough right now for small businesses. And um, to have someone come in and, you know, kind of force the issue of hanging up a sign when you don't want to, and then, you know, making innuendos that, oh, you know, I can do this and that. I mean, that's, that's one, childish. And, and two, you know, if you're running for mayor, the leader of the town, you know, well, I will say obviously you, you must know, not support small business. I've been, yeah, I've been a small business owner in downtown Lake Forest for over 30 years. Uh, and I am delighted to see Randy Tack as someone who is chairing the Central Business District right. uh, Committee uh, running for mayor because, frankly, the city of Lake Forest, I think most of the small business owners feel just ignores the downtown uh, in right. large measure. And uh, I would be glad to get somebody in who has some spent some time, uh, some effort, and some understanding of the Central Business District in Lake Forest because it, it, the area, we clearly need help. Uh, and, and what Randy's setting up is a there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there are a lot of problems, you know, and I was able to talk to Randy the other night at uh, at Duffer's at Joe at that event that uh, we were at um, about some of the problems, snow removal, you know, snow removal. Why can't we, you know, uh, I have a business. We have a lot of elderly clients. Uh, we want to be able to, the people should be able to use the sidewalks in the winter in the central business district. Uh, Lake Forest does not plow the snow uh, in our area. Uh, and that's you know, a constant annual aggravation every time it snows. And, and Prue wants to blow the central business district project that is Randy's heading up. Um, and I've gone to a couple, few of the meetings. It's fantastic. It's it's in, it's engaging the community on what we need in the central business district to improve it, to to move it forward. And and it is lame right now, like you said, Rick. There's not much there, and it needs to be revitalized. She wants to blow it up. Yeah, I mean, wants everything stay as normal. We've had some great success with new restaurants. I mean, you know, it's that's this has really been very very nice. I mean, I, I that's been wonderful. Uh, retail is really suffering in downtown uh, Lake Forest, uh, and I, you know, that that's you know that that's something that we should be looking at. Uh, Lake Bluff, and I'm former uh, Lake Bluffer, uh, has been eating Lake Forest lunch for decades. Yep. Uh, we have uh, we I still think it was we, even though I'm now a Lake Forester, um, have been uh, stealing businesses from Lake Forest, uh, uh, Lake Forest sports cars, uh, canals. Uh, you know, it's That's a long, crazy. it's a long list of very good sales tax revenue generating businesses, uh, Pasquazi Home and Garden, um, you know, that uh, have moved from Lake Forest to Lake Bluff over the years. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's, it's a big help to Lake Bluff. Um, Lake Bluff, half of the roughly half of the budget 
uh, and revenues come from sales taxes. Right. Uh, Lake Forest, it's not even remotely close. Uh, the, the sales tax revenue is much, much lower than in Lake Bluff. Uh, and that's in large measure because of leadership by the by the local village. They've been right, willing yeah, to turn, they've been willing to reach out. You know, and and, and uh, we we touched on this last week on last week's show, but um, I think it it lends itself to this discussion about you know that um, Prue has supported again. You know, um, I think the the campaign donations she's made raise a lot of questions, but Prue has supported politicians who elsewhere have created things like taxes on shopping bags. Um, and no the village of Northbrook just uh, implemented a 10 cent per bag. And it's it's not just plastic bags, it's paper bags too, which doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, you know, all these taxes on bags. And this week on her uh, Facebook, um, she posted a picture of how she went shopping at these different stores and she actually had the bags from like four or five different uh, stores. And I just raised the question and it still isn't answered. Do you, since you gave money to Rahm Emanuel, who he implemented a bag tax in the city of Chicago, um, since you gave money to, to Rahm Emanuel, are you going to support a, a tax on bags here? And when I brought this up elsewhere online, some of her supporters actually have come out in favor of, of the of the bag tax and the soda tax and all these different little things. I want to know where Prue stands on that. And again, yeah, mayor is not mayor only votes in a tie officially. But I guarantee you, if, if the mayor of Lake Forest comes out in favor of something, it has a much better chance of being adopted than not. So, um, you know, this is not, not, I, I know not you're going to disagree. Not if, if she's a mayor. I can guarantee you she doesn't hold any weight because of what she's done to get to that point, you know, and, and in this city manager form of government, it's just but, not as look, doesn't weigh. Look at it the people that are like supporting it. her. Look at the people she's supported and look at the people who are supporting her. Here, let me, let me, get, I let me think that the elections have consequences. And, and if, if you elect somebody that wants to do certain things, Sooner or later, it might not happen right away, but I think you're going to start to see those things. Like I said last week, the same thing happened in Northbrook. They had a nonpartisan system, and gradually over time, the Democrats took it over. And now you're seeing things like a bag tax. You're seeing communities uh, adopting different policies with their police departments. And now some of these, not just Chicago, but some of these suburbs are having trouble filling police vacancies because they've got... Um, People that are running the city that are Kim Fox supporters, um, it, you know, could it, can it happen in Lake Forest? It can because elections have consequences. And here's the simplest way to prevent that. Keep someone out of the mayor's office that supports Kim Fox and supports people wanting to raise taxes on bags and soda pop. Guys, I want to close out the Susan Garrett thing. Rick, you're an attorney. Let's take this alleged hypothetical thing. If you go into a business and you say, if you don't put up my sign or you don't take down that sign, if you do or you don't, I'm going to boycott your business. What is the fine line between a threat and extortion? Oh, I, I, I couldn't give you a legal opinion about that if I wanted to. Huh. 
<laughs> uh, I don't think either. I don't think either one is a legal issue. Uh, people are entitled to their uh, to their views. They're entitled to shop at the stores they want to shop at. Uh, and there's nothing wrong in the world uh, legally with somebody saying, "Boy, that that shop uh, supports my opponent. Therefore, I'm not going to shop there." Uh, you know, you you can do that. That's There's why businesses don't put up don't, most businesses don't put up signs for candidates for just this reason. But on the other hand, if the business owner believes that you know they feel strongly about the issue and they want to put up the sign, they have every right in the world to put up the sign. Uh, I just think you're, you're absolutely right, Rick. I, I, I just think it's pretty. It. I, just, I think it was pretty crappy of a former state legislator who is front and center of her campaign, publicly endorsed her to go around threatening a, an organized boycott. Joe, she apologized. Perfect. Okay she apologized only because she got caught. It's like you catching your kid um, taking cookies out of the cookie jar, and then they apologize. Susan Garrett is, is trying was trying to bully businesses, uh, and again, not just some random supporter, a former state legislator who is all part of this whole partisanship that Prue seems to want to deny. Yeah, let, let's one one other thing is, and Ricky mentioned again, issue. And it we, it's, keeps coming up, issue, issue, issue. And the only issue she has, Prue, that is running, is because she didn't get accepted by the caucus. She has no, there. you know, her her minions have issues, axes to grind, and they're making them issues, but there's no, there's no real issue she can run on. Well, if you, brought up, you, you brought up minions, things that make you go, hmm, number two, got to bring this up. Our boy Phil Aruka comes front and center again. Anybody get that email? I, I, did, yeah, I, saw, I, I didn't dude, receive it, but I did see it, yes. Dude, could somebody talk to that? What the hell is he doing? Well, Phil, Phil Aruka is is kind of, um, and I don't know him, but he is kind of what is the problem, as I've talked about numerous times, the people versus process. He's part of the people problem within the caucus system is, you know, when you're asked to, when you raise your hand and you're asked to volunteer and be on the caucus committee, the first question is conflict. Next question is, do you have the time? And the third question is, can you check your partisanship at the door? And it's hard to do that, but there seems to be more and more people getting in and saying one thing and then when they get in doing another. And he's, you know, the classic case. And that's, that's the problem when you have this caucus process is when you let um, the, if you can't keep the partisanship out, you can do whatever you want. You're letting him in, but you're keeping him in. But, huh? You're letting, you let him I mean, in. Do you know if there's any process to remove him? Do you know if there's any process in the, you know, the well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 first off, the president now. can, the, you know, the president can say, you know, you don't support I don't, the process. I don't know that the president of the caucus has the unilateral right to remove a, uh, a ward chair. Well, let's let's they go this elected. way. Right? I mean, there I is mean, there is a process, and they are elected. Right. There, there is there is uh, well, a public one, but it's well. Uh, hang on a second. Let, let, there, there's a you know, people think that this this exec council there there are four wards and nine people that are that volunteer and are elected by the four of us, mm -hmm. not the exec council. The 
the exec council is people that are within the caucus process that decide they want to, their terms up or whatever, they want to be on the exec council. Well, once they remove themselves from the ward and go to the exec council, you have to backfill that with another elected person to fill that in. So technically, I'd say, you know, those exec council people really aren't elected by us anymore if we're backfilling, you know, because they go on the slate, even if they're, um, I well, believe that the, the, I don't know that the president of the of the caucus has the unilateral right to remove somebody from that position. I can answer that. Uh, You're right. Having, they a, don't. having a having a podcast is a conflict of interest. The way it works is they can call a vote. Well, it's a conflict of interest, Pete. When when you were when we went away from supporting what they were doing. <laughs> You know, I, I watched, uh, I, I read Aruka's uh, um, op-ed or whatever you want to call it in the patch. And, but then if you go back and look after this whole thing went down that he's upset about, they had their event at the, at the car dealership. And there's a video from there that the, the caucus has aired. And one of the people giving a, 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 an endorsement of uh randy tack is right. uh Filaruka. right so and it's, it's, what and it's happened again, between it's people the, the, the that are you know, wanting their way today. too what's that it's people wanting their way like through if they don't get their way i mean let's be honest i mean with susan garrett too Filaruka is sent that out because i believe it was leaked out of the caucus that he had a meet and greet for prue at her house and that cost like you know what wait a minute i thought you're supporting the caucus enough. you know so that kind of was the whole thing my understanding was you know that was found out and then you know there was some discussion on that and you know well and you look start. at you look at aruka's social media and you see a lot of a lot of vote blue slogans and he yeah but that doesn't matter that doesn't and no matter. it doesn't it doesn't but why no, it is, doesn't but, but why it doesn't. But, but but you, know, you just said if you can't check your partisanship at the door. Yeah, I, I agree with that. These are supposed right. to be nonpartisan offices. You know, the Democratic Party uh, a few years ago started a group called Run for Something, uh, and they have been encouraging um, members of the Democratic Party to run for nonpartisan local offices. Yeah, as a way of improving the bench. Uh, and, and who uh, and who's fun and uh, uh, Governor Pritzker is funding a lot of that. Yeah, um, yeah. There is a whole thing of um, look. Uh, this has uh, certainly got a lot more partisan, you know, than ever been before. But Phil Ruka, someone keep, with, keep with, his with name Aruka, in mind. I bet you, you see him on the ballot Aruka one day is, running for something. The point I'm making with Aruka is with the caucus, you are supposed to check your partisanship at the door, and if you can't, but the caucus, one of the problems is with technology nowadays. You know, the people interviewing people for these volunteer spots, all they got to get, like you said, Joe, you go to his social media, you're vetting someone, you go to their social media and you see that, you say, that's a conflict. You can't, you're, you're partisan in a nonpartisan. So thank you very much for raising your hand, but that's not done. That's part of the problem. There's, yeah, and, and, and I think... There's, you know, if 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 I was the caucus, I would make sure everyone sees that that video of Aruka saying all the wonderful things about Randy Tack. Because how is it you went from saying Randy Tack's a great exactly. guy and should be mayor 
to suddenly saying you can't support him in like two months. And, I mean, and those, after, those... after the process occurred, it'd be one thing if that video had been recorded before everything that he's complaining about in the op-ed happened, but he he filmed that video after that whole thing went down. So what right. what happened in Phil Ruka's mind that he, he was outed? Yeah. He was outed in a in a meet and greet. That's that's simply plain and simple. Yeah. <laughs> so he's defensive. But but as a result, you really can't take anything he says seriously. Right. Rick? I don't know Mr. Aruka. I don't want to say anything for or against him. Thank you. Thank you. His opinion. Uh, but Lead I do order. agree that the caucus uh, leadership should be uh, unified in supporting the caucus nominee, who is Randy Tack. Well, Rick, and, and, and my leadership, the, that is the worst leader in the caucus that's ever been had, is what I've been told. Well, I've seen well, it. And the whole, the whole thing about this, and that's why I keep saying partisanship, I don't really care. I don't care, the four of us, how we feel about our political views. But mm -hmm. once you raise your hand and say, mm -hmm. I want to participate in the city process that has guidelines, and you're sneaking your way in and then trying to, I mean, let's be honest, there's people on the caucus committee right now that, you know, are trying to push a Democrat agenda as well as a Republican agenda. That is, there's people that want yep. these Democrat people off. There's people that want the Republican people. Those, all those people are part of the problem. And and that's where it's it's challenging, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I do very much agree with you, Scoo. And I've heard you say other things on the podcast before, extolling the benefits of the caucus system. The caucus system has brought great stability right. uh, and has been an outstanding asset for Lake Forest for 80 years or however yeah. long it's been going on. Uh, and it's been very successful. Uh, bringing in partisanship into the caucus is a negative. Uh, that will inevitably harm the caucus. I do think right. the caucus needs to. And I think what you're seeing, you're seeing in other figure communities. Figure out what does now. annual meeting vote really mean or not. Right. right. Uh, you, you, if you have a vote, then then uh, then it's got to mean something. If you if you don't want to have the if you're not willing to live with whatever the result of the vote is, don't have the vote. Uh, right. You know you gotta you, you gotta do one or the other. Uh, right. and, the caucus the caucus created through Bidler the caucus created her her aldermanic tenure she is an all she was an alderman because of the caucus yes and 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 she she was she was all caucus until it wasn't cool for her to be caucus right well she showed up at the annual meeting uh with uh, supporters uh right. which she's entitled to do well uh, and, getting back to caucus leadership the caucus Hold right. on, we got to get to this point. If Sheila, what's her name? School Sheila Henrietta. She changed. Okay, she was the president seven years ago, and she's the one okay. that changed the bylaws that left this loophole open to do this crap. That remember when we? You can go. Anybody can go to our past podcast and look this stuff up. The, the bylaws were down for like months, and we're like, right. where the hell are these things? All right, and it just seems like this has been in motion for for a while. Now that's me. I'm a you know I, I look at the worst possible case scenario, but if you have these bad leaders at the top that are having a gender or trying changing to bylaws, <laughs> yeah, changing bylaws, yeah. What what why is that? And then all of a sudden this this uh, uh, proves marketing uh, can comes into play. 
To prove texting you? Seriously, <laughs> it's like this, man. It's, come April 5th. Pete who? She should go. You know, I said this last week. I say it again. She could clear all this up by going on your show. And I think you, and with, with Scoo with you, I think the two of you would be very fair to her. I well, do my walk through town. Three times uh, she appears on the podcast. I I see her walking around with her, her buddy. Uh, I don't know if it's <laughs> Mayor, Sue or Prue. Yeah, but, 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 uh, but, like, but she turns around, Pete, and there's a 6'11", 400-pound guy chasing her. I'd be running, too. <laughs> <laughs> she does a, a very good back pedal. <laughs> He's <Whatever>. harmless. <laughs> uh, Scoo, any other things that came up that you wanted to talk about? I thought you had something interesting to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Well, since we're talking about stuff, I mean, that, yeah. that, does, that does kind of tie. Is this a legend? Is this a legend? We have an attorney on the show. Is this a legend? Uh, no, no, this, no, this, is, this is this is fact. No alleged anything. Of your own personal knowledge. <laughs> yes. Experience. So, um, and this ties, well, I'll, I'll just explain it. And then, and Pete, you might want to put in um you know this is not language being used is not for underage people yeah okay so <clears throat> pg-17 <laughs> my wife and dog and i were doing our saturday morning walk now we go through south park and then you know come back up on washington and you know get over to westminster and then head home and we were walking up Washington and came upon Westminster vacant lot that's being developed. And um, there are two people, Mr. Tarosian and Mr. Daly, standing in the driveway, long driveway there, as we were walking by, and they're staring out at the I guess there were some trees being cut down at the time and uh, Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, we walked by just minding our own business and we stopped a little bit and say, oh, you know, it was looking at all the clearing of the lot. Obviously, they're getting ready for the development. So we're walking up Westminster, getting close to McKinley when we hear this loud female fuck you and i'm like whoa what was that and then i turn around because the next one was fuck you and your podcast <laughs> so that prompted me to like gee i don't know so i turn around and Running down, if you're familiar with the um, driveway there, I believe it's Mr. Daly. I'm familiar with the driveway. phrase, fuck you. I <laughs> see this two ladies running down the driveway, jumping and screaming and giving me the salute and yelling, fuck you. Then, then they say, fuck you and your dog. And my wife, who is... Oh, who is fuck you dog you uh, come on, yeah. That's... And my wife, who is Switzerland, was like, what the? And they were screaming. And, I mean, they were obviously pointed at me. First off, Lori Tarosian, Laura Tarosian, 
Jeff, Reed Daly, and Myra, his wife. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Because if you're not, I don't know why you'd be yelling, fuck you, fuck your podcast. But anyways, oh, the other thing they said is, come fucking over here and see what we have to go through. I'm like, well, I was just over there. I just walked by. And um, so we were verbally assaulted from, uh, you know, by these apoplectic people that are going nuts over the development. And I got to say, I'm really disappointed because, first off, I have nothing to do with it. I'm just a citizen. And I don't care what stance you take on how you feel about government in the city, how you don't feel. You don't have a right to be a bully and verbally assault people. And Rick, sorry if I'm using the wrong terms, but verbally assaulting people to walk through the neighborhood because someone may not agree with what you agree with. I mean, it was atrocious. I ended up calling my two aldermen. I called the city manager. I mean, this is this has gotten to the point of so craziness. I know there there's a lawsuit right now pending that this group of residents are suing now the city. And I know they've gone back. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. And here's the other thing. Laura Trojan or Lori Trojan, I grew up with her family. Her family, I've coached their brothers. They're fantastic family. And I can guarantee you that if her father was walking through the neighborhood and heard that, he would be mortified at hearing what her daughter. And oh, by the way, when I turned around, she they're jump. I mean, they're so nuts. They are jumping up and giving me the salute. Me, my wife, and my dog. You know, the dog thing freaks me out because I'm like, to say fuck your dog too. Must mean they, no, no, there's no laws against about that bestiality or something because <laughs> right. it, it just was uncalled for. Wow. And then I get well. Here's the other thing. Then the bullies, their husbands, just stood there, giving me the salute. They didn't say anything because they left it to their wives. You're number one, huh? Yeah, and you know, just so number one, thank you for watching the podcast because obviously, if you tell me to fuck the podcast, fuck your podcast. You must be listening to it. <laughs> I don't know what, but to, to, to do what they did is more, it, it, it's bullying, yeah, you know, bullying. And, you know, unfortunately my wife is the most wonderful person in the world. And we're, we were friends when the Tarosians lived around the corner from us. And all of a sudden now, I guess it's, because we disagree, you know, first off, there is nothing on the Tarosian property besides visual that is impacting their property with this development. And it's just, I don't get it. I mean, you don't, you move there knowing that the development, the lot was going to be developed. I mean, it's just kind of the train thing, right? You, you knew this, what was coming. This election right? and these issues have brought up much more emotion. Uh, than I've seen uh, in Lake Forest before, and it's not a good emotion. It's uh, and, and here's the funniest thing, thing, Rick, about this is what you're saying is the funniest thing about this whole um, Westminster development and and all these neighbors that are are in that area support crew, and you can just see by their yard signs. People, when you're looking to to find out who you should vote for and all this, and don't take it by uh, emotion. All these people right in that area that were, you know, giving me this, my wife, the salute and all that, 
They have Prue yard signs. But guess what? When Prue – go back. Rewind the tape and all that. But when Prue was alderman, she supported the development there. She also signed off as an alderman on the sale of the lot to the developer. So I'm confused. Besides being crazy, I mean, they're hypocritical. I mean, now they're supporting – is it just because if the city says one thing – there's a group of people that want to go against the city. And it's just kind of this back and forth. It's, the con it's, it's called contrarian politics. If I, mean, if, and if I just, say up, you're sit, you sit yeah. down. And it's just hilarious that they have the, the, the Prue Yard signs. You know, I, I'll say it's sleeping with the enemy. Now you're all of a sudden supporting her. And she was, you were her enemy a couple, a couple of years ago. So I just wanted to share with that. It, it's, it is tied to. It's unfortunate uh, what's going on, and it's just yeah, it's so uncalled for. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, we we can't we as citizens disagree and agree and just you know, yes, be I mean, nice and just move on. I being no, a I Chicago native, somebody says that to you, that's a badge of honor to me. And as <laughs> yeah. far and as far as Reed Daly, he's been asked to come on the show a bunch of times. All these people that have these opinions, they never come on, and you know what, they all tend to be these. I hate to paint a broad brush, these Democrats, where they'll say all this stuff, but they'll never give any objective data. They won't go to you face to face like like Prue or Sue or whoever. I say, well, why don't you come on the show? Talk to me face to face. She can't okay. talk to me face to face in person at Gerhardt. She's going to come on a podcast. So it's a badge of honor. Scoop. Right. And, but and I mean, the, she... the other the other quick thing, Pete, is that, you know, with yeah. that, I mean, she has posted uh, Laura Tarosian has posted, you know, evidently there was. Uh, on Saturday, a tree was cut down. It fell the wrong way. Whatever. I mean, the stuff happens, and she went absolutely ballistic. They all went ballistic, but you know, back to, you know, criticizing the city, this and that. But my my point is, it's like you can't. Um, what does this world come to? I mean, it's just it's absolutely lunacy. I mean, and if you if you're not on my side. You're my enemy, and that's just that—that's the wrong. Well, and, and this is one of the this is one of the problems that uh, the caucus has protected us from. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, th this kind of divisive uh, uh, behavior, which is really very it? important. Hey, and they didn't even the tear down a mansion. I mean, in Lake Bluff, uh, oh. they <laughs> tore down this whole Stonebridge uh, mansion. Right. Uh, you know, but, you know, people have to put up with that too. You know. Right, Joe. You're the political guy, unfortunately. If you, the Republican Party, and I hate to say Republican, I hate to say Democrat, because nobody wants to be called either that because people are taking on an identity. The Republicans don't like to make waves, you know. Yeah, these are my feelings, but don't put my name on it. Why, if you don't stand up, like if you have a small business like Scoo or Rick or whatever, and it could affect your business. I have a podcast that helps my business. But <laughs> if, you, if you don't stick up, to these people, they're going to keep doing it. Is that right, Joe? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like I like I said before with the boycotts. Um, if you look at the history of, of of boycotting businesses, they don't. It doesn't work. It actually has the exact opposite effect. Um, look at the the Chick Fil A boycott by by liberals or the or the Starbucks boycott by conservatives. All it did was jack up business uh, because the other side flocked. I, I would have loved Susan Garrett to have organized a boycott and put out that list because then people like me would have would have flocked to those businesses and patronized them. But Scoot, what happened to you? That that is just 
That is something that um, we talked about how social media and the negative influence it's had on just civil relations. These are this wouldn't have happened a generation ago, uh, probably because you know social media brings out horrible, horrible tendencies in people um, on both sides. Look, uh, there's. I, I cringe at some of the things some of my fellow yeah. there's, 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 I've seen some, I've seen some terrible things by Republicans. And, and stuff. And, and, and you would and, never have said to someone years ago. You never would have said that. And and now it's gotten to the point they're so emboldened that it's not just on the keyboard. They're saying it to you when you're out walking well, your dog. And, and the thing is, it's it's not necessarily me because I've you know, I, I can take take stuff and all that. I mean, I, I think it's absolutely um, bullying to its ex extreme extent. And the per one person is my wife. And you don't know my wife. If you know my wife, she is the kindest, nicest person in the world. And yes, I'm over my skis. I'm over the mountain <laughs> when I married her. I mean, you meet her, you'll know. But um, to see her kind of like freak out and get so uptight and worked over, she's like, you know, well, no, I'm I mean, friends I with her. She's like, I'm friends with, with her. What is she talking dog? about? You know, getting attacked like that. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's beyond. I've never have really experienced that. And I, and on top of it, to have like my my wife was saying, she's like, wait, I'm friends with her. Wait a minute, what the? Look at she's going nuts. <laughs> And you're not even, a, it's not like you're, a, not that this should happen to a candidate, but you're not, even, you're not on the ballot. Do. Dude, you, I have you didn't vote on this. Do. I don't even think rewind the tapes that we even mentioned this whole thing. We just were regurgitating kind of facts of what was going no, it's on. It's my fault. Just tell, hey, everybody is watching, listening. I do the editing, I do the scripting. It's Pete's fault. So Reed throws no, Fuck him. No, but and, what I'm and when yeah. and where will you be walking no, no. your dog, Pete? No, Pete, what I'm saying is I am not hard we, to spot. We have never talked <laughs> about the whole Westminster stuff in detail because of you know what's been going on in it. And we've we've mentioned it, we, we've kidded about the signs and all that stuff, but never like getting in detail. So to direct it like fuck the podcast and fuck you and fuck your dog, and you know, it's like Wow, these people have gone off the reservation. More clicks for Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I to, let me let me extend something because people have asked me since I appeared on this show last week. I've had a few people ask me. There's there's been these crazy emails going out. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a Rue the Prue or or something like that. They asked me if I had anything to do with Chair, that. Chairman Prue the and Chairman Prue Facebook page. Those, you know what, if that, whoever's doing it, stop. Because right. if, if your goal okay. is, to, is to keep Prue Beidler from getting elected, you're going to achieve the exact opposite goal. Right. You know, doing things like belittling her age or her social right. status, things yes. like that, especially in a community like Lake Forest, that doesn't work. That, 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 that no is counterproductive. Right. It, 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 right. It's almost like, I almost think like the Beidler campaign is doing like the old brick through the the headquarters window because it's like it's like you couldn't write a better script to turn people off um, from from questioning proof. So it, it undermines the credibility of of people like me 
who are asking legitimate issue-oriented questions about a candidate for mayor. I have nothing against Prue Beidler personally. She seems like a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can care, le- care less what her age is or her, or, her social uh, status, any of that stuff. I care about what's she going to do as mayor, um, the people that she's given money to in the past. I think it's also legitimate to talk about the specific donations to people that her daughter-in-law worked for, um, uh, you know, Public Kim safety, Fox Kim and the Fox. mayor's. And, and, and you know, we, really, we kind of touched on it last week, the whole pay to play thing. But I, I want to point out something that we didn't talk about last week is the position that her daughter-in-law has in these, it, whether it was at the state's attorney or at the city of Chicago, is the inspector general. That's not just any political job. That is the person that's in charge of ethics for those offices. And I know nothing about her daughter-in-law. She may be the most honorable, wonderful person in the world. So this is not about her. But the very essence of ethics is it's a conflict. It's just the appearance of impropriety of someone giving money to the person that's employing the inspector general. Hello? State of Illinois. Yeah. The state of Illinois. This is this kind of uh, of level of pay to play uh, has been endemic in the uh, state for unfortunately many years, uh, and I, I don't want to blame anybody for anything because I don't know what you know crew uh, or any person may have given money out of genuine conviction and uh, willingness because they want to support the candidate, and it could just be coincidental that uh, that her daughter works for the um, uh, works for the um, uh, office. Um, it, you know, you just don't, you just don't know. I don't want to impugn anybody's motives. Uh, and yeah, I completely agree that when you do personal attacks, uh, and I've seen some of those Facebook posts too, they are personal attacks. Uh, they're very inappropriate. Uh, and all they do is generate support and sympathy for the person who's attacked. It's, stupid. it's almost like the other side's putting them up. Well, it's, it's gutless also because the real person who's doing it is hiding behind you know, yes. whether they're not putting their real name up there and all that, which is another just gutless thing to do. But um, I mean, but, posts. yeah, but, but, but I mean, my thing with Prue and I, you know, I've talked about it before is um, it's not about who she, to me, it's not about who she's donating to. And I don't really give a crap. I want to know who's the most qualified candidate for mayor. And uh, we have a wonderful caucus process that, that vets and does the right thing for 20 boards and commissions, aldermen, mayor, et cetera. Yes, there are flaws to it. There, every, every process has a flaw, but it's a people thing. And I've worked with Prue on, on the golf course initiative that was fantastic. Prue does a great job of fundraising. But here's the thing. Prue interviewed, like Randy, like other candidates, I think there was 20 some people that were wanting to be mayor. And she lied. She told the the vetting committee that she wasn't going to run for mayor against the caucus if she didn't get slotted. She lied there. She then, number two, wasn't the qualified candidate. She was not the qualified. She was picked up. Someone else was picked over by 43 people that we elect. That's pretty de- democratic to me. And um, 
But then she came back and she said, you know, she she got these people to make this annual meeting like there was some illegal stuff going on. And there wasn't. I mean, it, the caucus throws that vote whether they should or not. And then they're supposed to go back and say, you know, do we stick with it or we don't? And they decided to stick with Randy. Done. Period. But that's what she's she's twisting and turning on, like I said, no issues. And I think she was a nice person and all that, but she wasn't the qualified candidate. You know, and and to keep sure, moving this sure. forward, we're gonna run into this all the time if you know, and we have a good backstop with the caucus to prevent, you know, that. And I, I just think that's what people got to learn and understand. School Rick and, and, and Joe, we're going to start wrapping up here. The, the intention of this show is to, I'm going to get it out, and it's going to be edited like crap because uh, I want to get it out there before the uh, debate or conversation, whatever you want to call it. So it'll be edited as it usually is. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm kind of out of my basement for a change. I think I'm getting sunburned, even though I'm, you know, under a roof here. Uh, but what I'd like to do is, can we all get together after the uh, debate comes out, after we digest it and give our thoughts on it, whether it's Thursday or Friday, uh, figure out a time and give, give our thoughts? What do you think? Well, do you have any idea how, how soon the um, uh, streaming or whatever uh, – uh, that it'll be available on video whenever they're done editing it. <laughs> I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try right, to go. All right, go. I need See somebody what, there. Uh, I need. It's going on in the Weiss house tonight. Uh, otherwise, but uh, I'm going to try and uh, go uh, to it. I don't know if that's going to cause problems for. People oh, you're part of the there, podcast but, uh, now. That's why. Well, hey, I, I've right had I, I've had people come up to me now, like. <laughs> when yeah. I'm shopping and stuff, like, didn't I see you on you on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, what well, did I get myself I'll into out. here? Yeah. <laughs> Rick, well, then, you uh, and I are going to be like, yes. we won't be able to go into uh, any establishments around here soon. No, it, I, I think I think Duffer's Pub, I hope, will still be open. <laughs> it will. Lantern, Lantern. Chiefs, yeah, you got to mention them all. <laughs> right, we we are we are currently blessed by having a lot of good local pubs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Love Chiefs, it. Lantern, uh, Duffers, uh, and even Deer Path. Uh, Deer Path, yeah. Like I said, you can find Comptroller Munger there on Friday nights. The big, <laughs> big ass steak sandwich is the best steak sandwich ever had. I'm just saying, bring it back, Deer Path. Come on, call up the Lake Forest. They have the. Uh, uh, they have the big ass sliders, I think it's called. That uh, nothing like the big uh, ass steak sandwich. Really, you could, like, you that's like Ritz eat, crackers. Pete couldn't even eat the full big ass steak sandwich. It's a it's a half. Yeah, with the cost of with the cost of meat these days, it would be like fifty dollars. But hey, yeah. uh, you know, don't look at me. I'm I'm a lawyer. I go over to Sophia's Steak, and uh, you know we're, that's a nice place. Every place in this town is great. So, I got to mention uh, them too. And, and, and whether, whether or not they're boycotting Senator Garrett or not, so. <laughs> Every place is great. Hero Bistro, if you want to have some. Uh, oh, they, they have great sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. then Garrett. We'll have to start doing some shows with uh, restaurant and, reviews. Um, <laughs> It'll be like, check, please. And the and best hot dog in town, And for the best hot dog in town, go to Left Bank. The bank, yeah, exactly. Bank, yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody. And when you got wrinkled clothes, go to Oakwood Cleaners. <laughs> That's right. Gentlemen. Thank you for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. I will wrap this thing up. Let's see what it comes out. I'll put it out there. 
I'm sure there'll be some incorrections, uh, but it'll be out nonetheless. Randy Tack, good luck. Paul Ham and Eggs, good luck tonight. And then, you know, and good Peru. luck to Prue. Good luck to Prue. Good luck to Prue. Answering good those to, questions. Good luck to yeah. all the candidates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, oh, sorry, Susan. Susan Garrett, good luck to you. And I'm waiting for your apology. Senator Garrett, $150,000 from Mike Madigan. Like the honorable, honorable, honorable. <laughs> all right, Chad, great job. Hey, Rick, anything you uncomfortable with? No. Here, let me, uh, the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkle, from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com, to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow, their cannabis cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest on Mike Havey. Check them out at HaveyCommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest Mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of the Stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest Parks. Because every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for Patreon supporters. Reverend Lupac from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern in Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.